0: You win a few, you lose a few. Hi, and welcome to the A&J PEI Treasures E. Jean Simpson author blog post and podcast. I'm your host, Jean, coming to you from the beautiful province of Prince Edward Island, Canada. Oh, thank you. The blog post and podcast is an opinion piece and only reflects this author's opinion and not that of any other entity. I hold no designations in politics, economics, or medicine, I am retired from the mental health field, I am a humanitarian, and speak from that viewpoint only. Whether you agree with me or not, at least I hope it makes you think. This week I provide an update on the current situation with Sam's diabetes diagnosis. Things don't always go as well as you'd like, and sometimes you need to take a step back to move ahead. If you want to find out more, then stay tuned. I know I already said that Sam, our dog, was diagnosed with diabetes. We've been working hard at it to get him used to needles two times a day. Then there was a total change in his routine. His feeding times and amounts changed. His whole world changed, including bedtime routine. I had been concerned about trying to get him to do the first curve. This is the term for the set of five blood glucose tests done over a day. The first one before he eats his first meal, then one about every two hours afterwards for a total of five. This gives the vet a look at whether the insulin is working properly or if there is a need for dose adjustments. This article gives more information on the blood test curve and I got a link to it in my podcast write-up and in my blog post. It sounded very important. Now don't get me wrong, it is very important. I'm not pushing aside the importance of the procedure. As the time came to do it, we tried to prepare. It did not go well. The vet was more optimistic and thought about maybe a second curve in a few weeks. Well, that was until they met with Sam and tried to do the first curve. I had thought that we had failed as pet parents or that we were doing something wrong for Sam to be so reluctant. We thought that the vet had some special tricks up their sleeve that would make it happen. I guess there is an option of drugging the dog to get it done. Not sure what that does to the blood tests in general. At this point, Sam was pretty anxious and they had given up trying to get the test. Obviously, a sick dog that is five years old and a big boy tends to be a little easier to get things done with. It tends to be a lot less easy when the insulin is doing its work and he's feeling energetic again. We found that out. He was just getting stressed out, so apparently the vet had no more success than we did. We finally decided to go with the fact that the dog has the appropriate energy level of an energetic mixed breed that he is. If his condition worsens or anything seems off, then bring him in. I figure that was fair. Sam is a big boy, over 90 pounds. We have to approach the needle with the insulin with caution as he gets nervous and tries to pull away if he is not kept calm. When he got home, he was stressed, which of course makes the whole thing worse for him. The worst of the consequences of this was that we had, unfortunately, lost ground with Sam. He was stressed and there was a low growl and it took two attempts to get the insulin needle in. This was the same issue from his early days. He's getting special attention today to try to make him feel better and less stressed and he is resting. It may take a few days to get him back to normal. Good news is, as of the editing of this blog post or podcast, he has returned to getting the needle in more without fuss. We know that Sam is an intelligent dog. He is also a stubborn dog. This is part of the breeds that he is made up of. He's also a big boy. Though a big boy, he's what some of us might refer to as a wimp. He manages well on a schedule we have him on. He takes time to warm up to changes. I knew this. So it took a few days to regain his doggy trust. We are determined that at some point in the next six months, we can work him towards getting requisite blood tests. With so much change for him at this time, he's decided that he is willing to go only so far, but no further. Humans are much easier to deal with because at least you can explain things to them and they understand the need for so much change so fast. Pets don't have that going for them. So for pet parents that are feeling like a failure trying to deal with your special needs pet, I can understand your frustration. It's not easy. The first step we had in getting towards Sam's blood testing was to watch umpteen videos. They all showed these lovely placid dogs. The ones that weren't placid were small enough to pick up and easily hold still. It looked so easy and straightforward. Yeah, right. First problem, Sam is not placid. Second problem was that Sam is not small. Well, we said we'll try. I'm sure it'll be easy to get him to accept the Lancet near him. Then we can work on the blood taking and the sound of the glucose monitor, spend several days trying to play with the lancet around him and get him used to it. This was a total dismal failure. We conceded defeat after he got stressed out around it and we were afraid of losing ground with him with regard to his insulin shots. We finally said it is too soon for Sam and put the lancet back in the package and called the vet to see if they could do it. First, pet parents out there, it would be awesome to see how to get an active, anxiety-prone, intelligent dog to get to the point of agreeing with five blood tests in a day on top of two insulin shots he needs every day. You can't even take them from the same area as the blood vessels don't tend to be reliable in that spot. The look of betrayal in Sam's eyes when he got home told me that it was not a good experience for any of the vet's office or Sam. So don't expect your active dog to suddenly become placid and agree to the blood tests. Even our best attempts totally failed. For some dogs that you can't gently restrain, this may take a bit of time that the vet association would not be enthused with. It's not ideal, but neither is the dog getting uppity about his insulin. The stress had made the symptoms more salient when he first came back from the appointment. Stress is not good for diabetes, whether dog or human. It's no one's fault some dogs are a little anxious about stuff Sam always knows what is around him he's always been vigilant this is nothing new to him he's a part herding dog he thinks Ramses is his responsibility and any time I try to get Ramses down off something Sam runs right away to encourage him to get down he thinks it is his job so he's always vigilant So now we have to backtrack a little with Sam and maybe try again in future. No one trains to deal with young dogs that are different from your average dog. You can't prepare for your dog to get stressed out. So you have to go back to the drawing board. Maybe we can get him to agree to do one at some point and work his stress down and his acceptance up. In the meantime, it is important to very closely monitor him. The day back from the vet was the most difficult as he was stressed and exhibiting some pre-diagnosis behavior. So, tomorrow we'll see if he gets back to the insulin treated. As an aside, he's gotten back to the insulin shots without a fight. What they say about dogs in short memory? I wouldn't bet on it. Sam can remember something we don't want him to have along the road for days. Long enough for us to forget about it and then he springs into action. you think we'd have learned by now. Who is the smartest in these situations? If you have a dog, you know the answer. Remember, with stress, your dog is going to have more issues with whatever the condition is that they have. At the same time, understand that there are some conditions that will cause anxiety, and diabetes is one of them. This article gives some ideas of things that can be huge issues for dogs, and I have a link to it in my podcast right up and in my blog post. So careful monitoring is happening for Sam right now. Of course, at some point, we will have to try to start with desensitization of his current phobia to blood tests. Right now, we just have to stabilize him. The article talks a bit about options for anxiety because not all anxiety in dogs is caused by diabetes or medical conditions. Some dogs do tend to suffer from anxiety in general. And I got a link to an article in my podcast right up in my blog post. So it is not always a dog with a medical condition that experiences anxiety. Of course, that is common sense. Just anxiety alone does not mean your dog has a medical condition as such, but the vet can rule out medical issues and help with how to deal with the stress. They could be just anxious. Sam has always been aware of everything around him. There are things like, we have no idea why he has taken a dislike to bicycles and motorbikes. He never had a bad experience, at least since we got him but he seems to get very agitated by them. Even when he was well, he was very aware of things. It could be herding instinct kicking in. As Anna Monar has said, our pets are our family. So when Sam was diagnosed, we decided that we would see to his needs. What he needs right now is to stabilize his condition and slowly work with him to reduce his anxiety around blood tests. It isn't necessarily a gigantic failure except on the part of his humans who knew that it was stressful for him and too short a time for him to try to get him to deal with too many changes. We tried to get things to work and work on someone's timeline other than Sam's. Sometimes you win a few and sometimes you lose a few. Sam will eventually forgive us and we can get him to accept the blood testing needles hopefully. Just because it is hard, we aren't giving up on Sam. This is where my training might have some uses. I am familiar with desensitization for humans and we will have to research more on doggy desensitization. It won't be happening really fast. At this point Sam has been too stressed and we are going to hope that the insulin is doing okay until we can get him stable and feeling safer with his routine. When you have an active and alert animal, sometimes you have to follow their routine and not your own. It isn't easy. Choices aren't easy. The health and well-being of the pet is the first priority of both pet parents and the vet. If anyone has tried and true method of getting a reluctant dog to accept blood testing, I'd be happy to hear about it in the comments to my blog post and or podcast or on my Twitter page. A link would be great because I have yet to find any tips and tricks for diabetes glucose testing with an anxious dog. It is one step at a time and sometimes it is a step back to try to get things that will work for your pet. Just like no two humans respond the same to a situation, no two dogs do either. We haven't given up on Sam. He's part of our family. He is a young and otherwise healthy dog. Much like with people, you need to keep expectations that they will have as normal a life as possible. If we fail at one step, we need to figure out how to make it happen in a more intelligent way. As my old mentor in training at the university once said, if at first you don't succeed, give up and try it another way. Whether you agree with me or not, I hope I made you think. Thanks for listening to my podcast and or reading my blog post, and thanks for your interest in ANJPEI Treasures. Keep watching because we're always working on something. Thank you. Blog posts are available on WordPress, Goodreads. Podcasts are available on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and Spotify, to name a few. All my ebooks can be found on Smashwords. You can also find us on Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And I have links to all those in my podcast right up and in my blog post. Thank you for reading or listening. Bye for now.